Hey everybody, this is Shelly, your mouthy mama at Talking Trash and Truths. And I'm just popping in because I have a couple things to go over. One, I, for some reason, posted a podcast yesterday about Slothy Saturday. And it wasn't until about 11.30 last night that I realized yesterday was Sunday. So I missed an entire day. An entire day just gone. Okay. I don't remember what happened to Saturday. I don't know if I did anything on Saturday, but it's a very freaky feeling to turn around and realize you're missing an entire day's memories. So I'm a little I'm a little messed up about it. Not gonna lie. It's very discomforting to think that I lost that much time. But I digress. It's Monday the 19th I watched the the funeral procession and the mass for Queen Elizabeth II and it really was a very very beautiful um, production that they put on they really do know how to you know have a fantastic send off I mean the woman a lot of people have a problem with monarchies or whatever but come on the woman was in power for what, 70 years? I don't think she messed up that badly. I mean, they all make mistakes, but she seemed to be, you know, a very stable part of, I guess, British life. I I wonder, though, what we would do if we had somebody for 70 years that we knew we could turn to and they were never going to be different. They're always going to be stoic and, you know, like very straight arrow and just, I don't know. We don't do that here. What do we get? We get eight years or something. It's like abandonment is like our thing. We like change, but, you know, change isn't always good. I hate change. I absolutely hate change. Uh, I, I rebel against change in so many ways, which... I'm trying to be different. I'm trying to, you know, branch out, out of my comfort zone. I I go on other people's um, shows and talk, and I'm just myself. Like one guy said, he said, you're red-pilled and based. I was like, thank you, I guess. I don't know. I think that means that I'm not falling for the company line, and I think based means that I'm just myself. Like, I don't put on airs or I don't pretend that I'm not fake. And I'm not fake. If I don't like you, you know I don't like you. You know, I say things like, I hope you fall and break your face. Shit like that. And if you ask me, did you just say that? Yes, I fucking did. Because I hope you fall and break your face. And I still hope the bitch falls and breaks her face. Her and her nasty, stinky twinkie. Um... And I hope that she falls on the swizzle stick that she's in love with. And they both break lots of things. But anyway, I digress. I don't hate anyone. I really don't. Especially don't hate the stinky twinkie because she's just not well. So much negativity. I can't. But anyway. Um, I told you guys yesterday that I spoke with my ex-husband. And then he texted me last night. And said... Um, all that stuff I told you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I believed it. I'm sorry too. Because the things that he believed 
They're things I'm not capable of. Just based on my past, they're just, they're not traumas I would inflict on anyone. So the, the fact that he said he was sorry, it meant a lot to me. It really did. Um, the fact that he ever thought that I could do those things, that, that's going to take me a little bit to get over because my feelings are hurt. Not going to lie. My feelings are hurt. Um, the thing about me, like I'm seeing all these like wars on Twitter and YouTube's being, you know, stupid and everybody's out to get everybody else. And I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't do that. You know, if, if you're fucking up, that that's on you. It's got nothing to do with me. Unless it affects my life, you do you. Like I said, it's always, you do you, boo-boo. As long as you're not hurting anybody, no kids are involved, and, you know, it's all above board. I don't care what you do. If you want to dangle a friggin', you know, kielbasa out of your ass, walk around and say, I'm a pony. Do it. Go ahead and make yourself happy. I don't want to see it. I might want to know about it, because that shit is funny but I don't want to see it but do you go ahead go do it you don't know maybe I sit here with the crown on my head saying I am the queen I could you don't know you don't know what I'm doing here I don't know what you're doing there you could be sitting there going oh yeah that Jersey accent or you could be sitting there going that Jersey accent you could be making fun of me you could be like hmm I'd like to talk to her more I don't know my whole thing is if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter under, you know, Talking Trash Intrudes. DM me. We can, you know, do a live stream together if you want. We could do a Q&A if you want. I'll interview you. You could interview me. It doesn't matter. We, we could play it by ear. I can talk to anybody. Literally. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Progressive, Libertarian, Green Party, I don't care if you're Jewish, Islamic, Catholic, Church of England, I don't care if you're male, female, non-binary, a he, a she, a they, a what, a it, it doesn't matter, I can talk to anybody, mm, will I offend you, I'm going to try not to, but things just fly out of my mouth, and you know, I like it that way, I like to let the shit fall where it may, and deal with it later. My whole thing is, and I tried to explain this to one of my principals when he was like, how come you never ask me before you do things? Because then I give you the option of saying no. Why would I do that? Why would I ever take that risk? I don't want to ask for permission. I'd rather ask for forgiveness. And if you don't forgive me, no skin off my nose, you'll get over it. So really, it's a win-win for me. You're going to be mad? Go. Go be mad. That's fine. I got no problem with you being mad. What I have a problem with is no. I have a very big problem with the word no. Not only hearing it, but saying it. But I'm working on it, peoples. You know, you people pleasers out there like me. The ones that grew up, like, always getting yelled at and told you were wrong and you're ugly and you're, you know, you're too fat, you're too short, you're too this, you're too that. When you get pushed down like that from literally, like, three years old and on, you just learn to anticipate what people want so you can give it to them before they ask for it 
so that they don't take their shit out on you. They don't get frustrated. I avoid getting people angry as much as possible. And yet my mouth has a completely different agenda than my sense of survival, my survival instinct. Because I open my mouth and shit just flies out. You know, like, I do, I do weird shit. I do shit nobody else would do. Uh, my, my old principal, not the one in my last school, the one before that, he used to get depressed. And everybody would, you know, they'd avoid, oh, Mark, you know, he's not feeling good. He's feeling down, blah, blah, blah. All right. Don't go in there because, you know, he's just, he's not, he's not in the best mood. He's barking at people, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, I need something, so I got to go in there. Well, he's going to say no. No, he's not. And I would go into his office and say, here, I need this. I need you to sign this right there. This is why we're doing it. This is the educational reason behind it. And it's all above board. Can you sign it? And if he got a little, you know, like, iffy with me, which he very rarely did because most people just do what I asked them to do. I'd go over and take his face and I'd look at him and go, are you okay? And if he said yes or no, whatever, the answer was still going to be the same. I would take his face, throw it into my chest and shake my boobs on his face and then push him back. Now, is this sexual harassment? Probably. Is telling him, you know, that he's handsome sexual harassment? According to rules nowadays, for us, that's just cheering up your coworker and, you know, like just making fun of him and teasing him, making him laugh. And that's what I would do. And it would work every time. And he would be in a better mood because who's not in a better mood when they get to motorboat a giant set of boobs. And believe me, my boobs are big. Like, they're big. And, I mean, they're not like clown tits, but they're big. Enough to wrap around his head quite a bit. And so I used to make him, i just push him right between them and... And he'd... You know, whatever. And then he'd say, you know, chill, stop. And it was like, okay. But he was in a better mood, and then the day could proceed. But until his mood changed, it was just, a, you know, a clusterfuck all around. So I would go in and change his mood. I do that. That's what people pleasers do. You find somebody who has a problem, you go fix it, and then you move on to the next person who has a problem. Because you want the day to go better. You're putting out fires as much as you can because you're terrified of catching a flame. And me, it's like I walked through life on flambe. Like, you might as well just pour kerosene over my head because I'm always lit up. If there's problems or trouble out there, they always find me. Somebody gets approved for something. If we both apply for the same thing, wrote down the same thing, they get approved. I get called in. This looks suspicious or you make too much. But she had the exact same information. Yeah, but you're not a minority. I'm a woman. I'm a minority. Like technically. I don't even know. Are women minorities? I would think so. I mean, I'm an unmarried single mother. Maybe that's not a minority anymore. It used to be. But my point is, I don't get to catch any breaks. I've never caught breaks. So I've had to do it myself. And there's something to be said 
for people who, you know, kind of like the Queen, can stand on their own and put their head up and go, you know what, I just, I just got to get through this. I just have to be me. People are relying on me. And I'm halfway through hell. There's no point in going back now. I just got to weather the storm and keep going. And that's pretty much my whole motto for life. Just get through it. I once told this this girl that worked in the same school as me. She was having a lot of problems with her child. And she was getting really stressed out. And she kept saying, you know, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm, I'm going to wind up. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to kill myself. Like, she, all these things. And she didn't mean what she was saying. But it was just like this outpouring of emotion that she had to get out. And it was coming out in the form of words that they really didn't have any weight to them. But they made her feel better to say them. Because it does. It Like saying, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. It does release some type of emotion from you. It's not a good thing to say. And I've said it many times and it's been misconstrued as me being serious. And it's just like, no, dude, it's an expression. It's, it's a very concise way of telling you just how shitty I feel. It conveys the right amount of desperation. Like if I said, oh my God, I can't wait to go home and just go to sleep. That's not saying I'm super frustrated. That's saying I'm super fucking tired. But if I say, oh my God, I can't take this. I just, oh, I wish I was dead. Now you're getting the level of my desperation. You're feeling, like me, how (sighs) profound this is affecting me. So you get it. But does that mean that I'm going to kill myself? Does that mean I want to die? No. And you know how you prove that? Tell me that I'm sick and I'll be like, oh my God, I can't die. That's how I know I'm not going to do it. Because if I wanted to die so much, I wouldn't be upset when I get sick and worry that I'm going to die. I would just be like, yay, look, it's a new vehicle to, you know, shepherd me through to death. No. So, I mean, that's usually how I tell. But there are people that say that. And she said that. And everybody's getting all, oh, my God, what do we do? And I, I went over to her and I said, do me a favor. I said, just... Just make it through 10 seconds. That's it. Make it through 10 seconds. When you've made it through that, you give yourself a little pat on the back and say, okay, I did it. I did it for 10 seconds. I could do it for another 10. And you go another 10. And then you congratulate yourself again. And you go another 10. And you keep taking it in 10-second increments until you think you've leveled off and you could take more. And then you do 20 seconds, 30 seconds, until you've stopped counting and you're just good. You're able to just get through it because you know you did all those little 10 second things. That was hard. It's hard to get through 10 seconds when you feel like your entire world is crumbling around your ears and nobody can help you. Nobody can help you. It's a sad thing. It really is. It's a very sad thing. And I've been there. I've been where she is. Or where she was. You know, I've had the the run-ins with the child study team. And I've had the 
the director who does not listen to what you're saying because, well, she's getting paid $500 plus a freaking day, but they can't afford benefits for me. Okay. It's, it's very frustrating when you have a child with special needs and you know your child. You know the triggers. You know how they learn. You know their interests. And you try to convey this to the educational system people. And they don't fucking get it. They yes you to death. They write down everything. And then they totally drop the ball. See, education still teaches in a uniform way. The problem is these kids are not being raised uniformly. There is not one way to raise these kids anymore. We have all different religions, cultures, denominations, financial, you know, like status. We have different ethnicities. We have different languages. We have different uh, political affiliations, which, believe it or not, affect these kids. And it affects the teachers. I've seen teachers push their political agendas and it makes me sick. It makes me sick. Coming into a classroom looking all fucking different and shit and hi, I'm teacher, whatever. What's your pronoun? No, you're not asking my kids to identify. I had a teacher actually come in once and say, how do you identify to my kids? No, no, we're not doing that. We're not. Because they're little and you don't get to ask them that question. You don't get to confuse them. They're confused enough. They just spent a year and a half locked up. Some of them a year and a half, some of them only six months. But they're, they're riding this whole political roller coaster along with the parents and the teachers and everybody. And everybody suffers. But nobody suffers more than these kids. So now... They have this weird, I don't have to listen to you thing going on because they spent time at home and they didn't listen to their parents. So if they didn't listen to their parents, they sure as shit ain't going to listen to a teacher. I could tell you that right now. And I did more parenting as a teacher than I did as a parent. And I spent more time with those kids than I got to spend with my own, which is really sad. But it's, it's sad that they carry all these anxieties and, you know, information that they really don't need. They really don't need it. And I believe in keeping kids, you know, as kids. But we're going to get into that on, I believe, Thursday. I want to really get into education and what we're doing to these poor kids because they're not they're not learning the way they should they're not growing the way they should they're not developing the way they should and I really feel like if we all don't get together and tackle that we're going to have problems in the future we're going to have generations of kids growing up who don't have a clue how to live so we'll talk about that on Thursday. Join me 7 p.m. Tuesday night on YouTube for Tarot Tuesdays. I will see you then, and I hope you have a lovely Monday. Have a good one, guys. Bye.